0: James chapter 1, in verse 12, it says, Blessed is a man that endureth temptation. My wife has just been talking about, recently on Wednesday night, she talked about the endurance of Job. So he says here in this verse, Blessed is a man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. So God has promised a crown of life, and He has promised it to those that love Him and that endure through temptation. In verse 13, let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. Now, that would be an important verse for really the total of the body of Christ because you hear a lot throughout the body of Christ where people kind of straight out blame God for the temptation or uh, they sometimes infer that it was God, that God's in it. Well, here it says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Or you could say, neither tempteth he any man with evil. So he says, let no man say that when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. Now, I'm going to say it again because he said, God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any man with evil. I believe is understood. So then God does not tempt you with evil. The devil does. Or your flesh. But if the origin of that is sin that came with Adam, and he, was, he and his wife Eve were enticed by the devil. So sin is uh, originating with Adam, but really came from the devil, because he's the one that first sinned against God. He was an angel in heaven, but he rebelled against God. And tried to exalt himself above the stars of God, the Scripture says. Well, God kicked him out of heaven. Jesus said in his uh, commentary, he said, I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. In other words, he saw the light go out. It was one flash, he's out. And a third of the angels went with him. So Satan... Is a fallen angel. Now, he tempts Adam and Eve and they fall for sin. Now, God was a good father in the beginning. God created Adam and Eve, created them in his image, in his likeness, and gave them dominion. They had dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and the birds, and all the animal creation, and all of the earth. They had dominion. They were in authority. But they allowed Satan to lie and deceive and say, hath God said. In other words, the devil is playing tricks. And he's never ceased to do that. He's always playing tricks on people. He's deceiving people. He's a liar. He's a thief. He came to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. And primarily how he does that, stealing, killing, and destroying, is through lying. He's a liar and the father of lies. So, he is the father of lies. He is a liar. And that's pretty much how he deceives people and gets them to fall into his trap. That's how he steals from them, kills them, and destroys them. So, I'm not saying it's the only way, but it is the predominant way the devil operates. Because that's what he is, a liar. So, he's a liar. He's a thief. He tries to steal, kill, and destroy That's what he's up to in this earth, and he likes to destroy people's lives. All right, but he says, but every man, verse 14, but every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Of course, the devil uses the flesh and uses a natural mind and uses uh, things in this world to entice people. He said, then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So there is a process. It brings forth sin. brings forth death. But he says in verse 16, do not err, my beloved brethren. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Of course, we could teach a message on this subject matter that we have just read from. But that is not our primary focus Verse 16 again, do not err, my beloved brethren. So he's talking to the brothers and sisters, people that are saved, born again. He said, do not err. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. Now, you know the devil works in darkness. It's not just physical darkness, but in darkness. Jesus, of course, has delivered us from the power, the uh, dominion of darkness, according to Colossians uh, 1 and verse 13, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of God's dear Son, which is a kingdom of light. Verse 14 says, in whom we have redemption or deliverance through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. So God works in light, the devil works in the darkness. In him, Jesus, in him was life and the life was the what? Light of men. So life brings light and light brings life. So Jesus had life in him and that life was the light of men. So he came to bring light and he was light in a dark world. So Jesus came to bring the light to humanity and then he died and then he was raised again and then we are commissioned to do what the scripture says, shine as lights in the world holding forth the word of life. That is our theme scripture for the church. You shine as lights in the world holding forth the word of life. So you and I are called to shine in this world as lights holding forth the word of life. The word, the entrance of his word gives light and gives understanding unto the simple. So the word of God brings light to humanity. When we preach the gospel, it enlightens their heart. The Holy Spirit takes that word and penetrates their heart, and causes a person to be saved. No man comes unless the Holy Spirit draws them to the Father. So Holy Spirit works with the gospel. Amen. So don't err. Every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of what? Lights. He's a Father of lights. Angels are lights in heaven. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're not dark. Demons are dark beings. But here, God is the father of lights. God is light. I'm just quoting you different scriptures. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. But every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, comes from above, with whom, there is, whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So there's absolutely no variableness, no shadow of turning. God is light, and He never changes. Now, He's dealt with man, men with different covenants. But God in His nature and who He is never changes. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that covenants did change. In other words, we got connected with covenants that He had made with others, with Abraham. And now we are Abraham's seed. So now we are in a new covenant relationship with God, and God is good. But he's always been good. And every good and perfect gift comes from him. So acknowledging God is good because the devil will try to get you to say, look at this and look at that and look at this and where's your God at? Where's... If God's good, why is this? And get you to question. Well, there may be some things that happen because you live in this world and you live in a cursed world and you have a devil in this world that's called the God of this world and he tries to stir up mess in your life but God is still God and God is still good and God never changes and God is always the same and Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever and you can rely on God to never, never alter. He said, he will not alter his covenant. And the word that has gone out of his lips, he will not alter, he will not change. He said, I am the Lord, I change not. And Jesus said in three of the Gospels, the heaven and earth is going to pass away, but the word of God will not pass away. So then, this word is stable. This word is secure. This word is absolute. This word is unchanging. This word is settled for eternity. This is God's eternal word to humanity. Praise God. So God is not going to change his mind. And God is not going to change his nature. God is not going to change from good to bad. And God doesn't have a mixed bag. In other words, some things are good, some things are bad. No, no, he's good. We just read it's It's, it's so clear we could all see that, right? But we still have the devil try to lie to us and say, well, what about this? What about that? What about this? Well, what about God? Hallelujah. What about the Word of God? What about the stable thing in your life that is unchanging? Maybe things happen, change your life some, but God still remains the same. He's still God, and He's still good, and He's still love, and He still loves you, and He still has you in His mind. Jesus is thinking about you. God's thinking about you. God was thinking about you before the world began. God chose you in Christ, hallelujah, from the foundation of the world, hallelujah. Jesus, God was thinking about you when, before Adam even twitched, before he followed his wife into sin, Right? He should have said, no. Hey, Eve, come here. I'm not being a male chauvinist. I'm just saying he should have stood up. But God. How many say, but God. (laughs) So God is good, and he's good all the time, and he's always going to be good, and he's not going to change his mind. That's who he is of his own will begat he us with the word of truth. God begat us or gave birth to us through the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. He he gave he made us new creations in Christ Jesus through his word through the word of truth. Being born again, Peter said, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. What? By the word of God, which abideth forever. The word which abides forever. This is an incorruptible seed. It's the seed of God. Jesus was the word made flesh. So you can't separate God and his word. His word and he are one. In fact, he made himself so much one with his word. Hallelujah. That it's his word that gives you new birth. By the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit and the word of God, you are born again, born of an incorruptible seed. And the light and the life of God comes into your spirit. And you awaken to reality in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm just going to read this. You can turn it to if you quickly can do it. Psalms 30, 136 and verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. The admonition is to give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endureth what forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. The mercy of God endures forever. Lamentation says it is new every morning. He has new mercies every morning. Why? Because we need them every day. New mercies every morning. His compassions fail not. Great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. The psalm, great is thy faithfulness. Oh, God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Hallelujah. Thy compassions fail not. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, to me. Hallelujah. Praise God. So he says, give thanks. Verse 2 says, give thanks unto God. The God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. This morning we sang a song that God opened the seas. What a miracle. I mean... Moses didn't open. He had to obey God. And that obedience and faith released God to move and open the waters, open the sea up. And they walked across on dry ground. Hallelujah. God made a highway in the sea. Glory to God. The Egyptians are saying to do so were drowned in the sea. Praise the Lord God. He is a God of wonders. He's a God of miracles. Thank you, Jesus. He's still God. He still does miracles. He still does signs and wonders. He still moves in the earth. He still does things that would cause somebody's head to turn. Praise the Lord. For example, my wife was in the uh, neurologist's, right, doctor's office. And, you know, he hadn't looked at the uh, MRI, looked at that report, hadn't looked at it for a long time. And they were just talking. And so, of course, she's progressed quite a bit. And he looked at it and he said, Well, that looks like somebody that didn't survive. She's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle that she survived. Her brain was all messed up. And I can't explain it. She can't. But she doesn't fully understand. Nobody Maybe a neurologist has some understanding, has understanding of all the different parts and so forth, but, but God, (laughs) I said, but God, hallelujah, how many are glad that God steps in, in a time? where it looks like it's the end. God says there's going to be a beginning of time with you. There's a new season in your life where it looks like you're going to die and you're not going to make it and you're you're not going to get through where the devil is lying to you. But God said you are going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. You're going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Why? Because God is good. I said, why? Because God is good. Thank you, Jesus. So we responded appropriately. What do we do? We thank God, give thanks. Give thanks to Him that does great wonders. Give thanks to Him that does miracles. Give thanks to Him that turns things around when it looks like darkness and it looks like you're down for the last time. But God says you're going to get up again. You'll rise again. They thought Jesus was going to be gone forever. They crucified Him. But on the third day, He rose again. He came out of the grave. He came out of hell. came out of the tomb. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of you and me, that same Holy Spirit, and he quickens our mortal body. He gives life to our mortal body. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is still a healer. Hallelujah. Jesus. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. What? Doing good. Doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Thank God forever. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still healing Those that are oppressed of the devil. Oppression of sickness. Oppression of just oppression. Come on. Jesus is the restorer. He is the redeemer. He is the deliverer. He is the hope. He is the help. He is the strength. He is the joy. He is the peace. Hallelujah. He is everything. He's the all. He's the all-included all inclusive answer to human ill. Praise God. Jesus is Lord. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Juneteenth. What did it say? Juneteenth. Jubilee. Praise God. Jesus Christ announced. He announced. In his first sermon, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, which is the year of Jubilee, which means that everybody goes free. If you lost your land, you get it back. If you lost your family, they have to come home. If they went out into slavery, they have to come back. Thank God forever. God. Because you don't belong to anybody else, you belong to God. No man owns another man, God owns us all. He's the creator. Hallelujah to Jesus. But there's something about Jesus' jubilee. That means he is a fulfillment of Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner, the Lord, our captain, the Lord, our deliverer, praise God. That means he's a, uh, the fulfillment of Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer, our physician. It means he's the fulfillment of all the Jehovah compound names. It is a release of everything that God wants to do for humanity. <laughs> Hallelujah. In other words, God put in Christ what he wanted to do for every man. He put in Christ what he wanted to do for you and for me. He put in Christ. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete by your union with him who is the head of all principality and power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. I want to praise God. I don't have to preach all this message, you know. (laughs) I'd like to, but not necessary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you can turn to Matthew with me, please. Praise God. Praise God forever. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 8, he said, Be not therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. He was talking about a lot of talking, a lot of speaking. He said, your Father knows even before you ask what you need. He didn't say, Don't ask. He just said, He knows before you ask what you need. In fact, He knows better what you need than you know. Thank you, Jesus. But He said, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, What? Our Father. After this manner, pray ye, Our Father. No, no. <laughs> Somebody say, my father. my father. After this manner, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So he starts it out with praise. Holy is your name. And then he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. You know there's no sickness in heaven? There's no more sorrow, there's no more crying, there's no more pain, there's no more ill, there's no more, no more, no more of all the things that are present in this world that hurt and destroy. There's no more in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. No more. Anomaker. Praise God forevermore. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Pray that God's kingdom would come. His will would be done in earth. That would be in you, in us. Give us this day our daily bread, be our source and supply. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. It's not worth holding on to grudges and unforgiveness. It's not worth it. And lead us not into temptation, but what? Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil, the evil that is in this world. Actually, the Scripture says he gave himself... For us, that he might deliver us from the evil, this present evil world. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For thine is the kingdom. Thine is the kingdom. Thine is the kingdom. And the power and the glory forever. So he instructs us, instructs us how to pray. He said, Pray this way. It's a good prayer to just pray the prayer itself. But he gives us an intro and then he gives you the outro. Here you go into prayer with praise, you go out of it with thanksgiving and praise and glory and honor. It all belongs to you. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul said pray without ceasing, so really, you would have to be doing some praising. I mean, you'd have to be doing some praising if you're praying without ceasing. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Colossians 1, if you'll turn with me, please. Colossians 1, verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Giving thanks unto who? Father, He's a good, good Father. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet or able. Other translations say, actually, uh, one translation says worthy. He's made us worthy. I actually, think more than one translation says worthy. He's made us worthy to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. To be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Actually, we prayed a prayer from Ephesians 1. Part of that prayer, he says that you would be filled with the, what? You would know what is the hope of his calling. And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So the. What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. He has invested in you. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So there's a rich inheritance inside of you. Thank you, Jesus. And so you give thanks. That's how how you partake you give thanks I mean before I eat I pray I give thanks give thanks then after it I give thanks <laughs> thank you Lord Jesus let's go to another scripture in John chapter 3 John chapter 3 we'll go to verse 1 Blessed be the Lord our God forever. First John chapter three, verse one. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. God has called us His sons, His daughters. God has called you a son of God. What manner of love? God's love. God's love for humanity. God's love. You need to see, we all need to see the big picture of God's love, but we need to see the picture of God's love for you as an individual and how much he loves you. Because he doesn't love you any less than he loves somebody else. Thank you, Jesus. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. But God so loved you that he called you his son. Remember, we're born of the word of truth. We're first fruits of his creatures. Thank you, Lord. You're born of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Not when we get to heaven, but now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see Him as He is. Corinthians, first Corinthians says, We see through a glass darkly. No matter how much we know, we see so little. We know so little compared to who He is and His glory, His majesty. But when we see Him... There's something about when we see him, when he shows up and we see him, he shall appear and we shall be like him. Some, there's something transforming about when we see him, God transforms us and we become, our bodies become fashioned like unto Jesus, glorified body. We get a new body. This body limits you. That body will be unlimited. There is no limit. Actually, it can fly. <laughs> now, in our human experience of history, people have been trying to fly and fly and fly. And even we've got people go to the moon. People, I mean, this is pretty amazing, really, what has been accomplished. But they have to have something else to get them there. But we just need Jesus to show up. (laughs) And we're going to have an Enoch moment. What is the Enoch moment? He was, and then he was not. In other words, all of a sudden, God took him to heaven. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, Jesus is coming, and all of a sudden, your body is going to be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. You'll be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So that is an amazing thing that we have to look forward to. We're going to see him as he is. That's the goodness of God. That's the love of God, and we shall be like him. Thank you, Jesus. Turn with me to Galatians. I'll give you a few of these scriptures. Galatians chapter 4, we're going to... We'll just look at verse 6 and 7. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. (laughs) Because you are sons. And that was a manifestation of God's love for you. Because you are sons. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. If a son, then you're an heir of God through Christ. I mean, being an heir of God, that's pretty, that's pretty big. If you were an heir of Warren Buffett. But the thing is, Our Father doesn't have to die for you to get your inheritance. Jesus already died for you to get your inheritance. Hallelujah. And you don't have to wait till all all of your inheritance is not in heaven. You can get some of it down here, praise God. Your inheritance in Christ. What is the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints? That you may, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us able, worthy to partake of our inheritance the inheritance of the saints and light, So you can get some of your inheritance now. Amen. Praise God. In some cases, it's wisdom to give some of your inheritance before you die. Depending on the way you're set up. Because <laughs> you want to make sure it goes. Where well, you want it to go. All right. Abba, Father. God sent forth His, the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. I'll never forget this little boy in Jerusalem. We were touring Jerusalem, touring in Israel, but that day touring in the city of Jerusalem. And we were just walking kind of across the parking lot, but I saw this little boy. There's children all over Jerusalem. It's, it's beautiful to see. They're free. I mean, Israelis are free. <laughs> so their children can play in the, you know, in the community, and they're not so freaked out. Their parents are comfortable with them. It's just a free place. But anyway, this little boy, I just saw this little boy, and he was going, Abba, Abba. He was running toward his daddy and saying, Abba. It's like my daddy, my father. And you can run to your father. Hallelujah. He's got open arms. And he's got big arms. And he's got safe arms. Hallelujah. And there's a safe place in Christ. And there's a safe place in the Father. Hallelujah. Once, one verse of Scripture says about your identification with Christ, you have died and your life, this is a Barclay Translation, And your life is hid with Christ in God. Hallelujah. You have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I'll give you one more scripture and I'll close. Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. The spirit, of the, Lord, uh, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with Him that we may be also glorified together. Lovett says, we share jointly in the inheritance of His Son, Jesus. So there's a joint heir. You're an heir and a joint heir. You know, you've been joined to Christ. Hallelujah. You're an heir of God the Father. You're a joint heir with his son. That means everything the father has belongs to you. Everything Jesus has belongs to you. And that means everything you have belongs to him. Everything you are belongs to him. I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. So we give ourselves to him and gives himself to us